you can have thoughts that are true to serve you and to undermine you. And your job is just to focus on the thoughts that serve you, right? So your way of doing that is prompting your brain by asking yourself a high quality question that's going to set your brain to task to come up with more evidence that will serve you. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hi guys, welcome back. I know you think I'm smiling at you if you're watching this video, but I'm not. I'm smiling at my podcast manager, Danny. She's so gorgeous and really helpful to keep me on task. And it reminds me that I'm, like, I'm not just talking to myself in the wall. It's like so much more amazing to have a face to speak to because that's really what's happening. Like there are real people. You're a real person listening to me right now, right? Like it just blows my mind sometimes. And I keep forgetting that podcasts aren't just for me to like explode my ideas out of my body. It's really to make an impact and to have the ripple effect out there in the world. And for those of you who are listening, you are business owners, most of you, and you have this same desire within you. And so I hope that if you are have a a podcast yourself, or you have you know, a social media account or whatever it is, is that is your way of adding value, whether you have a weekly email newsletter, like just take a quick second and remind yourself that it's not, these people aren't numbers. Like your follower count doesn't matter. At the end of the day, there is someone out there that needs to feel something because you said the idea that you shared. I have this moment where I was with my mom Someone asked me the other day in a, another podcast interview, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I remember this conversation with my mom. It was like a sophomore in high school. And I was watching one of those Disney shorts. There's no dialogue. And it really, it's just like a really emotional thing. I don't know. It was like a bird or something. I forget what it was about, but it was Disney short. And I like cried in this short film. It was like five minutes long. And I just turned to my mom and I was like, mom, I have no idea what I want to major in. And I have no idea really what I want to be, but I just want to do something that makes someone feel something. And I just thought it was so cool that someone that there was like all these credits and there were all these people that worked on this five minute film. And I was like, I'm over here crying, like halfway around the world from this person that was just showing up to their job, just getting this idea out really with no purpose. Like it wasn't like they were trying to change the world necessarily, but it changed the way I felt, which did change the world, right? Because I know that my feelings are so important. And when I feel something, then I share it with you guys. And then you guys share that impact with other people. And so just a reminder that the people that are listening to you right now, it's not just, they're not numbers. They really need your value. And when you show up from that place, you're going to impact them in such a more powerful way. So go be impactful today, guys. Okay. Now let's dive into the topic of the day, which is to believe something new, which might be helpful for you. If what I just said didn't resonate with you because your belief currently is, well, nobody really does care what I think, right? Or what I have to say. 
And I encourage you to use this episode to help you believe, if you don't yet believe it, that people need what you have. Okay, so let's dive into the topic today, which is advanced decision-making. I say advanced because a lot of my clients are, they're making decisions, but they're doing it in a way that is still, it's slowing them down or they're not doing it in the most effective way. So these are ways to make more effective decisions, kind of the five things that you need to make your decision-making like top tier. And if you're not doing any of these five things, there's just no way that you're going to be able to sustainably make more than six figures. Okay. So number one is making decisions quickly. So an advanced decision maker makes decisions quickly. One of the obstacles I see to this with my clients is that they tell their brain, I don't know. So it's impossible to make a quick decision if you inherently believe that you don't know what to do or you don't know the answer. And I love to tell my clients that like, it's not true that they don't know or that they're confused. They're just pretending to be confused by repeating to their brain all over and over again. Like, I don't know what to do. And always without hesitation, when I ask them, what would you do if you didn't know? Or like, okay, just give me a guess. They come up with something. If I stay silent for even longer, they came up, come up with an actual better thing than that other thing. And if I tell them via text or email that they need to come up with the answer that they think is the answer before they ask me the question, what happens is that they find that their brain has all of the answers that they need already. So if you want to be a quicker decision maker, step one, stop saying, I don't know. I have a whole podcast episode on it called like, I don't know, is not an option. And my clients know that that's like a major policy. They're not allowed to say, I don't know to any question that I ask, they can say something and it can be like stupid. I don't care. I'd rather that than I don't know. It's just unacceptable. You're training your brain to believe something outside of you as a better answer for you and your business than you do yourself, which is just not true. Okay. So obstacle number two to quick decision-making is thinking that there's a right decision. So I also have a whole episode on this, but when we I believe it's the episode on overwhelm. Like a lot of overwhelm comes from believing that there is this like right answer out there and that we need to think really hard and long before we make a decision so that we can not make the wrong decision. That is a story of like fantasy land, right? And the third part of that is people who don't make quick decisions are trying to avoid failure, like the plague. It's like, okay, maybe I'll make a decision. And then the next day you'll learn, oh, now I know that actually the other choice was the better choice, but it's like, okay, no big deal. Now you just move on and that's that. And you would not be able to get to that decision had you not made this decision quickly. So when you're not trying to avoid failure and you're not trying to convince yourself that there's some right choice and you can possibly make a wrong choice that is like permanent and you can't undo it, you will start to make decisions much quicker and much more efficiently. Okay. So step one or to being a more advanced decision maker is quick decision making. And those are the three things you need to watch out for. Step two to being more advanced decision maker is making decisions and then not second guessing yourself. 
This is another thing that I see with a lot of my clients. <laughs> I can see that my, uh, my podcast producer is getting very triggered by this episode. <laughs> this happens all the time. I know in my posts, like people are like, I'm very triggered by this post. And I'm like, I know, like, right. This is why we're talking about it though, because if we're not talking about the, the areas where we could improve and get better, like, we just won't. We'll just hide behind the confusion and the like the doing, the doing, the doing, and then not just stop and like look and say, like, if I just thought about this differently, would I actually be more efficient just by thinking better instead of just trying to outdo my bad thought? Okay. So making decision and not second guessing yourself comes for a couple of reasons. Number one is fear, but I mean it as the acronym, right? False evidence appearing real. Like we will make a decision and then we'll be like, still in belief that I don't know if this was the right decision. And if you make a decision and still believe that, what happens is that you, your brain searches for evidence to prove your thought true. Because when you tell your brain, I don't know, it whispers, yeah, you do know. And this is wrong, right? It's not like, oh, I don't know, but maybe it was right. No, it's like, I don't, I think this is wrong. I don't know. I, I, I think this is wrong. Right. And so your brain is looking for evidence that you made the wrong decision and it'll find it. You know why? Cause your brain is really fucking smart. Your brain is a machine that goes out there to just prove itself true. Cause it, your brain would rather be right than get the result that you want, which is like in itself, it's very annoying. But the truth is, is if you want, if you let your brain prove itself right without changing your thoughts, you're just going to end up constantly undermining your own decision-making. So the key here to making decisions and not second-guessing is selling yourself on the decision that you make, right? It's trusting yourself. We think having your back and trusting yourself is something that some people have and some people just don't. Like people might look at me and be like, she just like is so confident in her decisions as if it's just like who I am. No guys, my brain constantly will feed me the thought that like, like, we'll see what happens here. I don't know. Like maybe this is whatever. And then I go to work choosing to be like, but you know what? I always, it always works out. Like I always crush this. Like I'm an effective decision maker. I tell myself that I am an effective decision maker and that every decision I make is like just better than the last decision I made. That's such a fun thought, right? You can steal it, steal that thought. Okay. Have your own back. And I want to give you an example here. In my simple offer commitment, in this last mastermind that I just went to, we had to decide on our simple offer. We had one offer. We had to cut out all the rest of the stuff in our business, one offer for the next six months. And mine decided to be, I'm going to stick with one-on-one, but it's going to be 10K for six months of one-on-one. That's my current offer is right now. Now I'm going to, a wait list anyway. So even if you want that, <laughs> you're starting a little bit later. When is soon, so it's like my simple offer commitment versus my brain and my job is just to sell myself harder on the value of my offer. It's not to look for all of the evidence as to why this new offer is like maybe not right for my clients. And like maybe I should have just gone to group or maybe I should lower it. Maybe I should offer a different kind of payment plan or whatever it is. My brain is going to look for the false evidence appearing real and then tell me like, no, you shouldn't make this change, right? Because it's scared. It has evidence that the other thing worked out, right? I was at a wait list at a 6K. So it's like, that's what it is. That's what works. What are you thinking? Changing it, changing your offer. But it's okay if you understand that there's nothing has gone wrong when your brain is like undermining you there. 
right? Nothing's gone wrong. You just need to sell yourself harder. That's all that's happening. You're just not in a hundred percent belief yet of your own decisions, right? So my job is to choose to love it, right? Which is the third thing for being an advanced decision maker, which is making decisions and then loving them. So in order to do this, all you have to do is ask yourself better questions. And um, I have four questions for you here, but this is just the start. Like there's so many good questions you can ask yourself to make you love your decision. Why was this the best decision ever? I always ask myself that. Like I'll make a decision. I'm trying to think of recently. I made a decision to paint my office like this light blue. And then I started painting it and I was like, oh, is this the right color? Like, uh, like, and we'd already bought all the paint and I was like doing it. And I was just like, oh, should I change it? Should I not? I was undermining my decision. I just did the same process I do in my business with the paint color. I was like, why was this the best decision ever? And I was like, blue, super calming, also bright and cheery. Blue is like almost like a neutral on the back of what the podcast thing. It goes with my brand colors. It is like super cheery. It's unique. It's going to be like a standout thing in all of my images. And all of a sudden I started to remind myself why I chose it, like why I loved it in the first place, because my brain was finding other evidence to be like, is this obnoxious? Is this like too bright? Is it like not, you know, are people going to think this is like a baby nursery and like not, you know, whatever, an office? And you can have thoughts that are true to serve you and to undermine you. And your job is just to focus on the thoughts that serve you, right? So your way of doing that is prompting your brain by asking yourself a high quality question that's going to set your brain to task to come up with more evidence that will serve you, okay? And so another question is, what are all the benefits to it to make this decision that I made? How will my clients or customers, when we're not talking about paint colors, we're talking about business again, how will my clients or customers receive more value from this decision that I made? And when I did that about my own offer, I was like, this is so good. When I paid 18K or 25K, my biggest investments in myself, it was beneficial to me to pay more money, which was so great, right? Because I was like, I became a new version of myself that was capable of creating this money spending this money, feeling great about this money, creating this new reality that I'm a person who invests lots of money in herself and who makes lots of money was great for me. And I'm robbing my clients of that opportunity. So good. And if I could do it, you could do it, you guys, right? I was a single mom with like no business spending 18K. Trust me, if you looked at my bank account and still right now, like I have no business spending 25K except for I choose to do it. And it's so fun. Okay. And then the last question is, how will this bring me closer to my goals? Really fun question to ask yourself. So remember, it's totally normal. Like I mentioned, for the first thought your brain gives is like, it's not like, why was this the best decision? It wasn't like leave room for your brain to be panicked and have love for yourself and keep practicing your intentional thought. So like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. If you use these questions that I gave you and you're like, what are all the benefits to you, to it? And your brain's like, there's no benefits. You're the worst. <laughs> My brain does that too. Okay. You just have to bring it back and be like, okay, I hear you brain. We are not cool with change. We're going to do this change. Let's just experiment right here. Like, what would it be? Like, do your job. Like, what would be great about it if you could? 
and then you will sidestep your brain and you will be able to find some evidence. So just leave room for it to be a little bitch first and then don't worry, nothing's wrong. Okay, the fourth way to be an advanced decision maker is milestone decisions. I don't think I've done a whole podcast episode on this, but I should because it's so good. It's something I created for those of my clients who are going through a transition in their life and they aren't ready to make the decision. And it's like really a smart thing. Like, for example, they are going through a divorce and the divorce, they don't know what their custody arrangement of their kids is going to be. So they don't know what truly what the decision is going to be for the timeline of their business hours. But what's not productive is to just spin out until that date. Like, should I, should I, what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. Milestone decision is to make a decision to decide at a future date when there's more information or there's different circumstances. So you give your brain permission to like table this. And literally I would schedule it. I'd be like, so for example, one of my things is I want to write a book. Keep having people reaching out to me like, hey, I can help you write a book. And every time it's this major distraction, but I'm like, oh, it's not the priority right now. So instead of just being like, should I, should I, should I, should I until eternity, I am just like, okay, for Q1 of 2022, I'm going to revisit the decision to write a book. And so it's scheduled in the future, but it helps me stay in the self-trust that I have my own back, that I know what I'm doing, that I know how to prioritize, that I'm an effective decision maker without being like, no, I'm not writing a book or yes, I need to write it right now. Or you know what I'm saying? We make milestone decisions. And then also we leave room for transition or new information. We're not making room for confusion and spiraling. Okay. So it's permit, you're giving your brain permission to like table this conversation with yourself to a later date, but pick the date. Okay. And then making policy decisions. This is the final thing that is such a game changer for my advanced hapsters who love to make decisions. They make policy decisions. So when I say policies, I mean a a decision that eliminates you having to make future decisions about the same thing. It's like you're just not off the cuff deciding how much money you want to donate to the person that walks into your store when they ask for a donation. You're making a decision that is a policy that is going to be how you will handle all future situations like this. It is a policy. I've decided that I have a budget of, you know, $250 per quarter. And if someone comes in, they, I can decide whether I want to allocate that to them. And that is that. And it is a policy now going forward. Policies also are decisions that are rooted in who you are instead of what you do. Right. So a policy decision will help you to kind of ask a higher quality question of being like, okay, so for me as a policy, I am someone who is very clear and direct. And that is so helpful. I've decided that as a policy, I am someone who is clear and direct. So that helps me when it's uncomfortable to tell a client that they, for example, I just set a new policy that my clients can't have their kids in the room during a session, or they can't be in the car driving during a session. And immediately when I met, met, made the policy, some people still were doing it. And I, because of my decision that I had made previously to be the type of coach who is 
no BS and who is super direct for the sake of my clients, it was no problem. And I was able to say, Oh, remember the policy, no kids on screen. So either you need to turn your video off and you're, you're muted, or we need to reschedule the session. Okay. What's happening? Why aren't you honoring the policy? I can ask them without having my own thoughts about myself. Now my brain's still going to have my thoughts. They're like, Oh my God, are they going to think I'm such a bitch? But the truth is, is that like, I've had to do selling on what is the point of me being a direct coach? What is the benefit to my clients of me being a direct coach? The benefit is they get quicker results faster. And that's what they come to me for. So it's like, I'm just doing my job. Right. And when I think that thought, I feel more neutral and more in authority. And I make the decision that I need to make regardless of feeling uncomfortable. Sometimes, sometimes what I need to feel is uncomfortable in order to create the results of being a direct coach. And that is so much easier to do consistently when you create a policy around who you are. Okay. So those are the five things that will make you an advanced decision maker. I really do think that I probably could come up with a million more because decision-making is like one of my favorite things to talk about with you guys, but it's all about your thoughts. That's why. So notice anytime, and I would love this since this is a good way for you guys to give me some feedback. If you're in a decision and you're struggling to make a decision or, and it doesn't really fall under the umbrella of any of these five things, please tell me, you're like, I'm struggling to make this decision. This is how I feel. This is what I'm thinking about it. This is what I'm worried is going to happen. Or this is what I wish would happen quicker, or whatever the thing. And we can add a sixth, a sixth thing. And we'll do a whole episode on it and dedicate it to you. What an opportunity. Okay, you guys, let me know all your thoughts on the decision-making. Shoot it over to me at Instagram. You know where to find me at what's happening, WJess. And then I'll catch you next week on the episode. Bye guys. Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening W Jess. Again, that's happy H A P P Y N I N G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step. 